That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. All right, welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Doing a classic review tonight that I feel is way overdue. Um, I have an echo, and I have yeah, I'm hearing that too. <laughs> I have Bat Force Tom over in sunny California. Cheers, Duck. I got uh, Grumps over in New York. Yo. I got Teasus over in Jersey. You gotta wear the masks. <laughs> and I got Robin up <laughs> in Canada. Hey, hey, man, we're doing this. This is so overdue. What I'm actually excited about tonight's episode because uh, we have a classic review that I'm surprised we haven't done yet. But we tonight we are reviewing the Court of Owls story arc by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, um, which is the arc that set off the New 52 run, which they spearheaded. It's probably the best thing to come out of the New 52 run. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, sort of the general consensus. Uh, even even the the people who are most anti new 52 you know because of things like wally being gone this that and you know, whatever issues they had with it uh everyone sort of says but at least batman was good yeah. I, I would have to uh disagree and say uh joker's daughter but you know teach their own <laughs> <laughs> man i remember that book was like skyrocketing and now it just like plummeted i don't know what the hype was about that duella dent but this um, the Court of Owls, um, after rereading it, and and enjoying the hell out of it again, I have to say, after going through their prolific um, all their work that they've done together, I say that Court of Owls is still definitely easy, easily the best thing Scott and Greg have ever done as a team, and the best yeah. thing Scott Snyder has ever written, like in terms of comic books. This is mm-hmm. just solid. Sure. I like Black Mirror. I like Endgame, I like Metal, I like all that stuff, but you, when you read back to Court of Owls, it feels like so Batman, the whole unnerving, dark, spooky, detective vibe to it, and the horror element as well, um, and uh, and the creativity, I mean, the idea of a Gotham City Illuminati that's been around forever, is it's pretty cool, and I feel like was overdue as well because a city like Gotham you're gonna have something like that old families old money controlling things behind the scenes and um I mean the freaking artwork anyone else have the absolute yes it is Let's do that amazing I highly suggest to any Batman fan to get the absolute Court of Owls because the artwork for Court of Owls in this uh, with these dimensions yeah. is just breathtaking man he, I have uh, the uh, I have the noir edition. Oh, oh there you go, even better. He, uh, what really surprised me going through each issue that I I forgot and took for granted was how consistent Capullo was with like the detail and quality. 
of every issue. It's like every background is so nicely done. Like every detail, like it's so great. And I was like, man, I don't even remember. I, you know, I knew I liked it, but I don't even remember how good this was when it was coming out. Like he, he was just nailing it out of the park. Every issue. I don't remember how much time they had. Um, once they started, uh, putting them out at the stores as he was still writing them. But, um, at least the first like four or five issues were just like fucking awesome. And then I know you were talking about the idea about the Illuminati. Did you read the, uh, the introduction that Snyder wrote for the absolute? Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about, um, how he was scared of writing, uh, Bruce Wayne when he was given the job. So he kind of like figured, okay, I got to figure out how to approach this. And he got the idea by walking through, uh, New York and he realized like a lot of the architecture and stuff had changed and so he's like well there's my story like Batman thinks he knows Gotham really well until he realizes that like you don't know Gotham Gotham knows you and uh, that was genius because I think what's so like awesome about this it's not just any other Batman like story like every other writer sometimes will just like okay well I have to start with this villain or I have to like I have to, you know, I'll bring in Joker, I'll bring in whoever. And he was like, he made the city the fucking villain and like wedged in another part of Batman history that he just created out of nowhere, you know, which was genius because like the only, he didn't have anything else to compete against. Like you don't have to compete against somebody else writing Joker, somebody else writing whoever. Like he just straight up created his own mythology. And uh, yeah, man, I have to agree. I don't, I don't, I mean, I love the other stuff that he's done. But once you read this again, and then you, you think about this was the first time he was writing Bruce Wayne Batman. Like he had done it with Detective, but with um, uh, yeah. what's his name, Rick? With I think Dick. his name's Rick. <laughs> Rick. Rick Grayson. Rick yeah, um, man, this was strong as fuck to come out of the New Fifty Two as like the number one issue. Mm. This and, is some strong shit. And you have to keep in mind the pressure that they must have been feeling coming into this because. They've both worked on big stuff before, like Greg had worked on, you know, Spawn and uh, you know, Haunt, and you know, he'd worked with, with McFarlane for years and done Marvel stuff, and Scott's been all over the place. But then they're coming in to doing the first, the first time Batman has been rebooted. You know, it's this the a company wide reboot. Everything is starting over at number one, and they're taking over the book that is literally the book that sales are measured by like the, the metric that sales are measured by for books is based on the number of copies a book sells in relation to Batman. Uh Yeah. So, so they're taking that over and the strength of their start, like I'm going to jump into the first page of issue one to, to give an example of how well they started it. First of all, the first thing that they start issue one with is, uh, Bruce, uh, the exposition exposition from Bruce where he's talking about the uh, Gotham is section of the Gotham Gazette. So that's the first thing that you read is the reference to that article in the paper. And that is also the final thing that you read at the end of issue 51 at the end of their run. So they began and ended their Batman run with that article with that, you know, part of the newspaper. So that's a massive thing to lay out as the first words you read. But then also on that first page, there's so much laid out for the story you're about to read because you have three panels 
uh, on page one. Uh, so you have these opposing shots of uh, a Gotham slum with an owl carved into the architecture of, of one of the buildings. Opposite to that on the other side of the page is Arkham Asylum with a bat flying over it. And then Wayne Tower is in the center of them. So it's sort of setting up like, here's the city. The owls are in the city. Batman is busy over here. He's busy with the villains and the asylum. And then Wayne Enterprises, the Wayne family, their legacy are are caught in the middle of all this. And all of that is just laid out on page one. Damn. I didn't even notice the owl in there. Oh, yeah? Well, did you guys notice the 89 Batmobile in the Batcave a few pages Oh, down? yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I caught that the first time. I don't remember. It's been a while, but... Well, the, you know, that, you that's know the I, thing. It's been so long since it came yeah. out. I don't remember if I caught stuff before. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. To, it's cool to to see it again for the first time. Something that I caught uh, again for the first time. I don't even think actually I maybe made the connection. I probably did, but uh, when he's talking about that sequence about Gotham and he's talking about the villains and he says, uh, "But for me, Gotham's criminals, whether old," and he's fighting Clayface in the panel, and then it shows or new. And it's uh, Jim Gordon Jr. sitting yeah. reading a book in his cell. So he's obviously throwing a little yes. nod to his own uh, detective run, mm. which was dope. I didn't notice yeah. that. And that's another cool thing because Scott got to do uh, Detective as well as the Gates of Gotham miniseries oh, yeah. uh, before, like while he knew he was doing this. So like he knew that he was going to be writing Batman. He was already building the Court of Owls. So he had references to it built into you know just subliminally subliminally put into uh detective and gates of gotham like just little owl imagery here and there so that when it started coming up that there was always this owl imagery was in gotham you could maybe think like yeah i do remember seeing some mm-hmm. stuff like that and also in what in that splash page of the Batcave we see that I believe it's that hydration tool from Batman Begins that the Scarecrow was trying to use or Ra's al Ghul I think it was um, that cylinder looking device uh-huh. I think that's what it is but I could be wrong but where is it? it's in, on the splash page in the Batcave so it's across from the first 80- issue? yeah so it's across from the 89 Batmobile and I'm not sure, but it does look like the device that was from Batman Begins with the when the thing they were trying to have in the cargo. Oh, yeah, oh, I see yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So, I, so like two movies across from each other. I thought that uh, that might have been something, but uh, you know, Greg Greg went in hard. He had a lot to prove. He just started Batman for the first time, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's gonna draw like Spawn's cape," and you know, these nerds were complaining. And Greg, I fucking wish he did. Greg, yeah, <laughs> me too. I wish he did too. Yeah, but Greg. Uh, he kind of had something to prove. Even though he doesn't have anything to prove, I felt like he came in swinging and really... Uh, Dude, yeah, it's, uh, the art looks amazing mm-hmm. in, all, in all these issues. What I liked is um, it shows also like uh, how in that Gotham scene, obviously, you know, they, they don't let the uh, villains have all their shit. Yeah. So they take all their disguises. They take all their, like, accessories. So uh, I didn't realize, but uh, Sionis... He's uh, Black Mask had a painted on like skeleton face. Mm, yeah. And at first I'm like, who the fuck is that? It's, oh, it's Black Mask. And he had a disgusting bowl cut. And then um, Ventriloquist has like a 
like he took like a sack and like made a, a puppet out of a sack that's like supposed to be Scarface. Yeah. And then one of the first uh, splash pages, it's like it's like looking over out of an, a doorway and it's creepy as fuck. It looks like a little like Pillsbury Doughboy like creeping out. <laughs> um, Professor Pig had like a it looks like a pillowcase that he fashioned into a pig face. Who's this? Is and this uh, and also is that a Tweedledee or something? The no, sumo? who is that? Yeah, who is he? He's got uh, the top knot, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. like a top knot. Big fucker. And you know yeah, who else Tommy was in this? Who is the guy um, that was in Morrison's run right before the the guy who like slices people's faces uh, off and eats them and shit? Oh, uh, like Dollmaker. No, um, oh, fuck, man, I'm, I'm mixing uh, two of them up. The dude, he was, uh, he's like from Spain, or where is he yes. from? Oh, Flamingo. The, the, Flamingo. Flamingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. behind Flamingo. Pig. My, my favorite thing about Pig in that, uh, in that splash is uh, the, his mask is very, very uh, uh, resourceful, but he also has that piece of paper oh, safety yeah. pin to his shirt that says prof. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so he's, I'm not just a pig, I'm Professor Pig. Yeah, he made it out of a, a pillow sack, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg went Yeah, Riddler. Yeah, Riddler. The Mohawks, it's uh, it's yeah. interesting to see how much uh, his Joker has evolved too, because this Joker looks nothing like the late the later jokers mm-hmm. that he ended up probably he, he probably had way more time obviously in like uh death of the family and endgame to really perfect what he wanted his joker to look like yeah. but is, goddamn yeah greg went in swinging man and the art attests to that so we have bruce wayne um looks like he's at a fundraiser because he wants to rebuild gotham or build it bit bigger and stronger is this where he meets lincoln march uh, yeah, yeah. It looks swindling with the folks. Yeah, and uh, then we cut over to uh, he's investigating a murder where the guy was pretty much uh, this room. Oh, by the way, so this scene right here where Bruce is investigating this murder where this guy just had a bunch of throwing knives, you know, just penetrate his whole body and whatnot. This is directly out of the movie Seven. You guys remember the movie? Yeah, seven? yeah. So this is 100%. like directly out of it because um the way he's investigating it he's looking at paintings and then he finds that uh you could um you know i guess it was uh covered with uh alcohol or something paint thinner yeah paint thinner yeah and then it says uh lights up to say bruce wayne will die tomorrow uh when he um takes dna under the fingernails he finds out it's dick grayson's dna so that's uh yeah, it's a really cool, strong first issue to set up the new 52, and uh, I love that little nod to 7. So, uh, One cool little thing when um, y- it doesn't really mean anything until towards the end of the story, but the page where we first see Bruce being introduced to Lincoln March, it's not acknowledged, but it is noticeable that there's a resemblance between Bruce and Lincoln. Yeah. And that you know comes into play later on when Lincoln you know reveals... Mm-hmm. What he's gonna reveal? Yeah, and then we cut over to um, this tower where we see Bruce getting thrown out of a window. <laughs> then it cuts back to him chasing. Uh, it looks like I don't know what are they human traffickers that he's chasing with the motorcycle. <clears throat> I don't know. That's what it uh, alluded to when they were saying throw the throw the bodies out. But this is such a cool scene when he's riding on the train tracks overhead on the motorcycle, the bat cycle, and just pulls a guy out from the train i mean this is like yeah this is greg at his best man this is this artwork is so cool 
And that's another thing that uh, I I don't remember how many issues they did this in, but they would give... uh, Remember how Breaking Bad would start with a scene that you had no context for? And you're like, okay, what the hell just happened? And then by the end of the episode, it would bring you up to up to speed with what was happening there so they they did that with some of these issues it would start off with what the fuck just happened yeah he just got knocked out a window and then by the end of the issue you're like oh okay yeah yeah that's cool and then we cut over to gordon where they're doing the autopsy for the guy that got killed and bruce discovers that his molar has the insignia of uh the court of owls which is interesting um, he's with Dick Grayson. Let's see. And he cuts back over with a meeting with Lincoln March. Is Lincoln running? He's running for the mayor's office. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Still, they gotta use him more. He's not hasn't been yeah. around in a while. And, and 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 look at this shot of them here. You know where they're standing in the in the tower there, face to face. Like they they really do look alike. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah, a big well, fuck. Well, so, yeah, he yeah, he's big. actually bigger than Bruce is. Yeah, well, that's uh, Thomas Wayne Jr. Apparently, and then uh, <laughs> a talent comes through, uh, tr- pretty much trying to kill March and Bruce. Uh, talent, good fighting scene, and they throw. <clears throat> so that yeah, so Bruce and the talent go tumbling out of the window and pretty much. Does the talent break Bruce's fall? I kind of missed that. No, he. Uh, uh, Kicks him out of the window, and then as they're falling, he's talking about the uh, the very last um, guardian that was built um, to to uh, guard the people coming in by air into the city. It wasn't so, added till later because obviously air travel wasn't a, a thing at the time that that the other gargoyles were built to watch yeah. the trains, etc. So he grabs that. Uh, Bruce grabs that one, and as he grabs that. The talon keeps falling. And he tries to break his fall a little bit by expanding his wings, but he still hits the car like really fucking hard. Yeah, and then he, that one. yeah, he flips up, and that's when he's looking all dope. Like he looks like Batman, but as Bruce Wayne on that on that uh, guardian. Yeah, I like the ambulance takes him away, and then the talon like just gets yeah. up again and kills the paramedics. And I wanted to the think think about that. Think about like you just respond to this scene where like Lincoln March and uh, Bruce Wayne have been attacked by some fucking assassin. And you know that Bruce Wayne got kicked out of the fucking tower and fell like at least five to six stories. But he's just chilling on a gargoyle. And you're like, oh, Bruce Wayne's all right. I guess, you know, must have just fucking. That's it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah. Hey, and what the fuck? <laughs> and this last page, th- this last page, uh, you can tell that this is Batman being drawn by someone who's used to drawing some horror stuff. Because that last page is all bloody ambulance. Yeah. I like when all you can see is the eyes in the ambulance from the windshield. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we cut back to 1922 where Alan Wayne, ancestor of Bruce Wayne, I believe, is uh, running scared, paranoid of the Court of Owls. <clears throat> that they're coming for him. And then we cut over to uh, the subway system. Oh, it's cool because I guess Alan jumped in front of a train. Is that how he uh, came? Oh no, he he had he, uh, he, he fell. In yeah, the the word was he allegedly fell into an open manhole, and the official report was that he drowned in the sewer. Um, um. Hmm. 
And then we cut over to Batman trying to get some intel from a... Who's it a... Uh, one, one of the gangs that, uh, so he figures that the Talon got into the tower by coming through the, through the train tracks mm. and there are, there are five tracks and each of them are run by a gang mole people. that use them for running, uh, yeah. drugs in. And then we have New the York whisper. mole people. See, see the whisper gang, even though they're not practicing social distancing, at least they have <laughs> masks on. See they do. That? Yeah, that's right, <laughs> and so, and they're all attacking Batman because he doesn't have his mouth cut. I was the yeah, I was thinking about that being a meme for like when you go to Walmart and don't have a when you go to Costco and don't have a mask on. And all just... I I fell uh I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole of watching videos of people who just live in the uh, in the the uh, train the train uh, lines down there in New York. Some crazy shit, man. They're mm -hmm. tapping into the electricity and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like crazy ninja, dude. it's like ninja turtles oh yeah today yeah. today was also uh the 30th anniversary party of the 1990 ninja turtle movie and mm -hmm. uh they had like a live pizza party with the original cast on youtube so that was pretty cool no just, way yeah just a fun fact to throw in here to document was uh, was what's his name there um what's his name donatello yeah 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 Corey feldman yeah Corey oh, <laughs> He was, I think he was there. He was supposed to be there. They, they had the original Casey Jones and the original Shredder, and they were reading lines, and that was pretty cool. That's so. one thing that we've gotten a lot of uh, during this is reunions, like oh, virtual yeah. reunions. You guys, you guys got to watch the community reunion on uh, YouTube. Yep, it happened. I, I saw they did a reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, I watched the Office one on John Krasinski's show. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, man, the whispers, oh, the whisper gang, which I would like to see the whisper gang again. See, the thing about Scott is that he will always introduce cool bad guys and then put them back in the toy box for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened to the whisper gang? What happened to Bloom? What happened to so many people? But uh, I mean, anyone can kind of, I guess, pick it up and take it. You know, they just don't. Mm. Yeah. yeah, even the court was away for a while, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so, some stuff does get referenced. Like I was thinking about it uh, today while I was rereading this. Uh, later in the story, when Bruce reveals to Dick his own uh, family links to the Court of Owls, that has been used as recently as this year in the Nightwing book. Mm. Yeah. The Whisper Gang is cool. Bruce is back in the cave. Him and Alfred strike up a conversation about the Court of Owls, um, believing if it's real or not, and that he's analyzing the Court of Owls dagger. Uh, and uh, you know, yeah, he's he's so uh, up, uh, suspicious of it the whole time. You know, every time he references something like the the dagger with the owl logo, you know, the thing in the tooth. If, you know that they want me to believe that that the you know s s there's a killer out there who wants me to believe that he's the Talon and that the Court of Owls is real. Yeah, he's very resistant to believe any of it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I th I think it's also something that like they know deep down inside they believe in it, but I think believe they've moved <laughs> believe, but they've moved on from it. You know, it's like we know that Bruce has investigated when he was younger, and Alfred has that. 
you know, the, everything that happened with his dad has brought him to where he is now. But I feel like they've all put the whole Court of Owls story to rest. And now that they're seeing this dagger, uh, you know, now he's intrigued to start investigating, but he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's trying to convince himself that it's just rhyme, you yeah. know, like, you know, he, he wants to move on. And it's been a skeleton in his closet for a long time. Mm, that's true. And, and it's easier it, and it's easier to believe that this is just believe. someone uh using that motif you know just it's it's just another killer i'm going to take this guy down and it's going to be yeah, over like, hey it's like it could be another imposter or something like that mm. you know but we've moved on from this yeah i didn't like the the idea of the cow being like a helmet you know you see it sitting there on the computer i was like ah, whatever <laughs> you know and then as you flip through like i think two pages later you see the conversation through the eyes of the cow. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that right, yeah. That is pretty it's cool. like a hidden camera. Yeah, because at first you think, oh, it's somebody else there. Then you're like, oh, it's a fucking cow. That's <laughs> a good one. And he's, back, he's visiting Lincoln March at the hospital, and they're discussing the court of owls as well in the nursery rhyme. I like that nursery rhyme idea. It's kind of like a, a Freddy Krueger-esque thing to do. You know, and yeah, totally. Like sure. one, two, Freddy's going. Yeah, it's very unnerving. So that's that's kind of cool that the court's there. And a bat's back on the hang glider over Gotham. Oh man, I tell you, man, Greg. Great image. Yeah, Greg just drew a drew a great Gotham. And this is one of my Did favorite. We, What's up? This image uh, is is badass. Do we already go by the one where he's uh, saying, "I got to get some fresh air." Oh, that was right after the. Um, uh, right after the ball, or right yeah. after his uh, uh, fundraiser, yeah, when he's jumping, that looks like super spawn esque. I think that was, got... that was a cover too. They made that into a cover. That was the and New York Comic Con, uh, yes. New York Comic Con exclusive cover. Yeah, correct. That's correct. Yeah, and that's when he's uh, jumping. Yeah, man, that 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 image is badass. It's very similar to this one with the hang glider. Mm. Well, that's one of my favorite pages or two pages when he he goes into this apartment. Um, before I even get into it, what what apartment is he going into? Did they say, or is it just a random apartment that he? Uh, this is where he he started talking about how uh, his family uh, was it Solomon or something. What one of his uh, ancestors was one of the first people to, for superstition reasons, to start skipping the thirteenth floor in yeah. his buildings. Right. Uh, right. So he decided to look for a 13th floor because you know it would be a floor that was sealed off yeah and not used for anything so he decided to check one of these buildings and see what was on the unused 13th floor and that's where he so finds this apartment building the manhole and he jumps through and he's like bingo and he finds because he's talking about how owls nest in other people's territory this, this is the most right. recent uh owl whatever layer whatever yeah. yeah. Oh, 2006. Yeah. I love that little rave stick he's holding up. That little glow stick. That's so <laughs> cool. I like that blue tone. He goes from the red on the that rose warm color on the left side, left page to the blue on the right side. It's pretty cool. So Greg was really thinking all of this shit out, and then we're in this little nest where there's weights and daggers and a, a big court emblem and that ancient talon armor, which is really cool. I would love. To see more oh, yeah. of that, or like a figure, it looks almost um, steampunk. Almost, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 
very cool piece. Yeah, it feels like something that you would see in like a museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's like uh, it in is. in the '89 Batman movie how uh, Bruce that Bruce has like all those uh, Japanese armor suits and stuff. You know, wherever they're from, yeah. all all the various uh, Japanese. Armor, uh, he knows it because and, he bought it in Japan. Yeah, and yeah, he comes in and tells him. But yeah, it's, it sort of looks like uh, that kind of thing. Mm. And I mean, I love that panel too because you're seeing all that detail. But for like a second, you're feel you're feeling like he's gonna like animate and like fight mm-hmm. Bruce, you know? But, yeah, yeah. You know, in in your head, you kind of want to see it happen, but it doesn't, obviously. But mm. it looks like he's about. And it's also because of, like the color of the room. It's like it's create it's created that suspense and you feel like that horror element that something's about to pop up. Yeah, this is my favorite part of the book. Maybe I just love how he's investigating this stuff and it's so strange and weird and interesting and how well Greg drew it. And he sees how long the owls have been. Like if you have went into this book, not knowing anything about the court of owls and then just, but then just started reading this, you're going to be hooked, you know, like, nail biter hooks like what's gonna happen next who the fuck are these people why are they wearing these masks you know good Uh, tension building yeah and the art yeah it's the artwork though that really does it for me you know like like greg makes you explore pages which is really fun and you could just look at them for a while so Um, the colors are great too yeah i guess it's fco right Right. Yeah. yeah, it's the OG team, FCO, yeah. and then Glapian on the uh, inks. Yeah, this this makes me want to start to go through the New Fifty Two Omnibus of Batman actually, because I want more Greg art. So, um, but and, and and this is one of these few stories in the more recent where Batman is twenty four seven in detective mode. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he is constantly just trying to find as much as he can about every tidbit about the court of owls yeah i, I so like it is that that's really like a cool speed you know it's like they kind of switch gears and he's constantly showing that he is a detective you know this is what he does this is his origin mm, yeah and there's no sidekicks no multi craziness yeah. just gotham city and some spooky underworld shit which is cool yeah and he's there and uh, he's investigating daggers gliders which we've haven't seen uh, that yeah. it looks ancient though. It looks like an old school one because they could fly with new devices. But that old school glider it, is pretty cool. It, it's cool though how as he goes to the different uh, the different locations from different eras, you see the advancement change. Like the the first one he was in was just basically a bed, some kettlebells, and, yeah. and some weapons. Uh, and then. By the time he gets to this newest one, it's super, you know, like there's a big computer console and everything's uh, all, all updated. Mm. Looks like uh, Ryan from the office's uh, Manhattan apartment when he becomes <laughs> the uh... <laughs> youngest VP in Dunder Mifflin history. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all coked out. And then the whole thing blows up right outside. Blows up yeah, while the town's watching. Fire. What's interesting is this. Oh well, they could have moved it. I suppose they could have moved stuff from that nest, but that that place looks like a fairly modern condo with a lot of ancient owl stuff in it. So maybe they just moved that fucking, stuff. Right fuck later. it, fuck it, right? I, I I started laughing when I was seeing the 2006 because the middle talon looks like he's throwing up like a gang sign or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
it's like, what is he doing? It's, it's yeah, like they're all taking like a group shot. <laughs> he's spelling out talent with his fingers. <laughs> yeah, because he's got that one, uh, the one finger, the middle finger on each hand is covered by the black. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if he was given the bird with each hand. <laughs> the bird, yeah. The, for like a second, they're like, yo, throw it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> this is so. Bats is trying to get out of this crumbling building that they, they just blew the shit out of. Uh, so he jumps out. Uh, there's a lot of cool motion in this. Back at the Bat Cave. What do we have here? Oh. Just fucking business as usual after oh, getting blown up. Is, uh, that's. Is, and he's investigating Alan Wayne's remains, his skeletal remains. The boners, bro. <laughs> and then this is where he discovers the... Uh... Oh, this is when he tells the story, going back when he was... Uh... A wee chap. Yeah, and he like was, he killed that owl, and then he was just investigating the court of owls, and he accidentally yeah. locked himself in some attic in an abandoned house or something, and it took them a week to find him. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Fucked up. I like how he tells this story of him being a child just as a way to tell Dick Grayson he's a fucking noob. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know what the story told me, Dick? I thought I told it to you, but basically, uh, don't lead an investigation with your emotions, you fucking noob. I like how he keeps but him it, at bay. It's funny because he's, even in the present, Bruce is doing that same thing. Like, he's, whereas when he was a kid, he was investigating that thing, you know, with the intent in mind that he was going mm -hmm. to find the court of owls because they were real. Now he's investigating it from the opposite standpoint that he's going to find who this killer is. And you know, the, the court isn't real until he just finally found you know, these, uh, these secret places yeah. they had. Yeah. Cause he goes back in the sewers. I love the investigating. Did, um, did we skip the part where um, Bruce gives uh, a haymaker? No. No, that's oh, the dick. Right. Oh, later. Later. Yeah. Aren't oh, they yeah. in costume? Yeah. Yeah. I knew because they were yeah, in I costume. Thought it, I thought it came up pretty too. Yeah, but... me too. I was like, wait a minute. Did he already do it? But believe That was dope because uh, he uh, Snyder wrote that in the Batman. And then uh, what's his name? Wrote that in the Nightwing. But like from Dick Grayson's perspective. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Bruce is back in the sewer system, and he gets kind of you know, talent sneaks up behind him, and then we enter the labyrinth, which is pretty iconic for this story. We have a uh, yeah. This is where they did that cool thing where you had to page by page you had to rotate the book as you were reading it. Because as yeah. he was going through the labyrinth, the pages turned upside down. I heard they, they fought hard to get that done, to be, get permission yeah. for that. But it was a good idea. It was fun. I miss fun things like that. They should do more yeah, stuff like that. Um, does, does it print like that in the Absolute Edition? Or did they uh, just yeah, straighten yeah. everything out? No, it's yeah, not. It is like that. So you got to turn the five-pound yeah. book upside down as you're reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Separate your shoulder. Yeah. We got Gordon on the rooftop, right? Fun fact, see that bat signal is that symbol is similar to the one that's shining in the air for, I believe, issue 49, 50, or 51, one of the last issues, or the, the, the issue after the story wraps up, that could, those colors, yeah. um, the same shape, so it's kind of fun to think that, uh, yeah, how that glows. 
I like how uh, Bullock in this run has a name for the for the bat signal. He calls it Siggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Bats has been heard of in like Nightwing and um, Batgirl, Damien, Catwoman. Roughing people up, looking for answers. Yeah, everyone's concerned that he's not around. He gets tension there. And then Bats has been in this underground maze labyrinth. With it. And, you know, it's still iconic. That giant owl statue, or fountain, I should say, in front of him is just... Yeah. The idea of this labyrinth, I guess, is to make people lose their minds. Yeah. And, and as you can see here, uh, Bruce on day eight of quarantine... Is uh, is already losing his mind, so we're all pretty familiar with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, what we got? So you know, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, at at this point, I was kind of thinking about also kind of like when we reviewed the previous book, Colts. It's like he's kind of he's not drugged up, but he's hallucinating so much that he's just half in it, and he's just. He knows when to weave in and out of the darkness too, to kind of just get a grasp of like gravity a little bit. But mm. you could see he, you can really feel that he's talking to himself, and and even when he starts drinking that water, he knows that he's so thirsty and, and that it has like a hallucinogen, a property to it that he still's gonna do it. Yeah, and just to kind of. Just to quench his thirst and just for him to get by. Yeah, he'll pass yeah. go through it's, the maze. He'll see the pictures. And, uh, I like how even though uh, this whole sequence is about him coming unhinged, uh, yeah, as he's just spiraling down, being lost in in this labyrinth for days. When it comes to the end of it, you find out that he had enough wits about him through the whole time that he did have a plan that he was formulating. <laughs> You know, when we find out that he was uh, pulling uh, from uh, from each of the cameras, yeah, pulling the right. filament so that uh, so that he could make the uh, explosion. Yeah, and he and he could taste something in the water to know exactly what his location is. Yeah, it was crazy when right. he hallucinates to see his parents down there, and then yeah, that was um, cool. It was very creepy. He hugs one, and she starts like melting away and disintegrating, and um, he just keeps losing it. And then the talent sneaks up behind them and stabs them in the back, which is uh, pretty rough. Cutting so, back to the bat so, signal on fire. How how do you think that bat signal caught on fire? Oh, let me guess. They just uh, it just overheated. Yeah, it yeah because uh, Gordon had just been leaving it on, yeah. and uh, that that was when we saw Bullock uh, refer to it by name, and he was telling Gordon <laughs> that he had to turn it off because he had you know just been keeping it burning every day. And Gordon explained that it, you know, it's not because I think Batman's coming. It, it, this is for everyone else. It's, it's so the criminals uh, know that it's not just free time to do whatever they want now. And so everyone that's on our side uh, has hope. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. What, what I wanted to jump in before, too, is like when he was tasting that water, he wanted to kind of see exactly where he was at. So he knew that he was kind of like closer to the river. Right. Yeah, because he could. Yeah, he could taste uh, the the river water. Right. So that's where he kind of like psychologically planned for him to kind of make that escape, because he knew how close to home he was, or like mm -hmm. he knew how to kind of like get back home because of the taste of the water. Yeah, there there are aspects like that 
uh, to Scott's Batman that remind me of Morrison's Batman, where you know, no matter how bad things looked, you would find out that you know Bruce had a plan all along. You know, he he always had that shit under control. Right. That that's where he keeps saying like, "Oh, this is my city. I know everything inside and out, down to the water and down to the structure." Um, you know, architecture and everything. So that was kind of his way of kind of proving that he's kind of one step ahead of them. Yeah. That's what makes the Court of Owls as a concept like great. You yeah. Know, if you're following, because uh, this is following the Morrison run. So if you, you know, feel like Bruce is the man that plans for everything, then, you know, as a reader, you start to wonder, well, how, how the fuck did he miss this? And how was this, mm-hmm. how did all this get past him? Mm. Uh, I, I like uh, I forget who it is that it might be uh, Nightwing that that says it S- someone mentions it to Bruce uh, through the story um, you know, maybe the court really was here all along and you didn't notice them because you know, you're just noticing them now because they've just started to notice you yeah mm. I like how when he's hallucinating he sees them with claws um, yeah, that's that's a nice touch. Even though they they don't have claws, but he's that's how he's seeing it while he's fighting the Talon. And uh... but then he also appears like monstrous, right? Yeah, I mean, in yeah. Some panel. Yeah, but that's yeah. when kind of I guess when the Talon is looking at him. Mm-hmm. Right? I guess he's seeing him through the Talon's eyes. Yeah, you know, that could be either one. It could be how the Talon is seeing him, you know, because now he's worried, or it could just be how Bruce is seeing himself to yeah, push himself through this, you know, like imagining himself as opposed to being this broken guy who's been losing his mind trapped in here. He's envisioning yeah. himself as the monster. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that. I think he's trying to manifest this kind of perception of himself to kind of help him just get through it and he's just becoming bigger and more grotesque to kind of uh, match the talent at that point because even the talent says here beating your wings, gnashing your little fangs (laughs) I guess like (laughs) hulking up or something (laughs) and then then he also references that he loves killing Wayne so now Bruce is like "How, how old is this guy you know what I mean like he's been around for a long time Mm. Yeah, they they go at it pretty tough, and uh, <clears throat> it's like at one point Bruce is just calling him out as a hired thug, a pawn, and just starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> then he pulls, yeah. Then he's able to get that explosive off to jump down the hole. I love it. And he's like, "I'll be back for you, all of you." I love that part. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Cause like the whole time you're like, man, this guy's like beat down, and he's like, nah, he, he was just planning for the most part. <clears throat> but there, there's two sides to it because he's he's talking that shit that he's gonna come back for all of them, but then as he's diving, uh, through the hole that he that he blew in the floor, he says, out, must get out now, get out, go home, and uh, and never come back here. Mm. <clears throat> And uh, we also get uh, coming up, is it uh, this issue? Maybe it's in the beginning of, yeah, I think it's the beginning of the next issue where we get uh, the introduction to Charles' favorite character of all time. Uh, 
<laughs> she was she was What's good. Next she was good until well, we'll get into that in a second. But um, yeah, they're about to wake up all the other talons from those coffins. But this is kind of cool. I like the, how she uh, she saves his life, right? Yeah, <clears throat> that's what she was interested. And in. it's like I told you to stay away from me. <laughs> but we got the um, this is kind of cool. We got the little year one nod when he says, yeah. "Yes, father, I shall become a bat," and then the bat's coming towards the window and then gets intercepted by an owl and the owl starts eating the bat which man Capullo really drew that perfectly sheesh look at that and then he wakes up to see he's um, kind of jolted to life by Harper Rowe who I thought was an amazing really fun character in the Narrows until they had to make her into Bluebird which was just so fucking <laughs> stupid you want to, we haven't seen that character in a while for some reason. I thought Harper Row was a really fun, interesting character, a really modern mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But then you turn to Bluebird, like, oh, look, I could do all these amazing things, like all these other superheroes out of nowhere. <laughs> With no training? Damn. But, uh, yeah, I think they well, that's get just more... You being, that's just you being sexist. I think they get... How dare you? I think they get more into this in the issue that follows the end of the Court of Owls. They get into... Harper Rowe and her brother, I think, if I remember <clears throat> what, correctly. What is, uh, it was this, this wasn't the first introduction to her, like, where they just say, I thought I told you to stay away, and that's it? Like, wasn't there something before this? No, this was kind it of was. like... So he feels... Issue one. She's in issue one? Yes, sir. What does she do in issue one? Uh, she's in the crowd when Bruce is showing the hologram. There's, what a one bitch. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker. Uh, we're coming up here to where um, the Talon, the owls are uh, reviving another Talon, <laughs> and we get uh, the <laughs> most detailed drawing of a nipple that you're likely to see in a mainstream comic book. Extreme <laughs> <Huh. Stream> close-up. <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. two of them. <laughs> and you got Bruce going into one of the. Uh underground entrances from the sewer to the back cave. Alfred lets him in with the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, after he gives him that friendly greeting with the shotgun in his face. Mm. I forgot they had a, the body of a talon in the cave as well. And um, he's trying, so I guess Bruce, this is the part where he's explaining to Dick about all of this and just pretty much this is where he knocks the yeah, this is where he knocks the t- tooth out of his mouth. Yeah, at yeah. first you think it's just uh, that you know Dick got a little too mouthy with him and he just backhanded him. Yeah, but it was actually specifically you know by design to to knock out that tooth. Yeah, to show him that uh, he was supposed to be a talent, which is kind of crazy. Actually. And uh, oh, and this. Well, that's, really... that's, I don't I don't understand the whole tooth part. Right. There, there's oh. like it. There's like it. Encoded uh, little. No, I get I that, but how the fuck out. is this tooth in this grown man's mouth? Like, at some yeah, point, he, it had to be put in there, right? Yeah, because because they had them when they were kids. Uh, right. So because they the the Haley Circus so was like a feeder's the, was a feeder system. Yeah. 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 Mm, and then uh, there you go. then the owls go to take over Gotham City, and that's where the whole crossover event for City City of Owls comes into play with all the, I think Batgirl, Catwoman, uh, whatever current titles were out at that time did a 
Yeah, Detective tied in, Batwing yeah. tied in. Every, everyone but um, Batwoman, I believe. I think the Batwoman team didn't want to do it. Uh, uh, let's see if I was here. And this is fun. They pretty much, um, the out, the Talons pretty much attack Wayne Manor. And, uh, you know, what happens here is, uh, you know, I think Alfred goes to the, the cave where Bruce goes to the rooftops and they're fighting. Uh, and he goes down the chimney. This is a dope-ass sequence where it shows how they break into the house and how Alfred's kind of, like, uh, in the back cave and they're fucking, you know, they're, this is a sweet, like, fight scene that was uh, very well done in mm. the comics for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like, when I read this panel again, I was kind of like, man, how amazing would that be if this was in a movie or some kind of yeah. cinematic re-envisioning re because they, uh, this would yeah. just be unreal. But, you know, like... They really glazed over it with... Um, was it Batman vs. Robin? Which one was it where they kind of put the, the, the talons in uh, <laughs> the yeah, animated? That's, yeah, that's uh, Batman vs. Robin. Yeah, yeah, where they kind of stuck this together with, you know, like maybe it was like parts of uh, the Batman Robin New 52, and maybe they did part of Batman and Son in there too. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish they would give us more fleshed out adaptations in the animated movies than just taking a few of them and cramming, cramming multiple stories together. Because it's hard. It's hard to make it as good as the comics. I think, you know, it's just... Uh... I don't even know if they try. <laughs> so. Yeah, because even at this point where we're reading it, I was like, man, you know, we're all thinking, man, could this work out as a movie? But I think as a cinema, like an animated movie, it would just be just as successful because right. obviously they wouldn't try to make this into a real movie because there's just so many things that have been done before and things that are coming. But this would be really successful as a mature um, you know, yeah, animated movie. Yeah, three right. parts. Sure. Three parts. Yeah. yeah, This yeah, this parts. would be dope though. Like if they like you know how uh, the Batman is supposed to be its own standalone universe. It would be dope if they did something like this in the Batman universe because you don't really need to touch on any of the other villains. Just you do the Court of Owls, you know, by themselves, and you could make that a whole film in itself. Yeah, because uh, like this could almost be the prequel to the Batman because it's still early in his life and he kind of speeds up in age and mm -hmm. and and it has to do with the history of Gotham. So uh, the the Court of Owls is one of the rumored aspects of the game that uh, is supposed to be mm -hmm. announced anytime now. So it would be a cool aspect if they could put this into a game, you know, yeah. where you're, you're in the house oh, and you get attacked while you're in the house and you fight your way up to the roof and you're fighting them on the roof. And then you get back down to the cave and use the thrasher suit. Yeah. So sick. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, They've been yeah. hinting that game for a while. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the word was that they had the reveal planned for E3 Oh. But uh, it, the E3 was was scrapped this year because of the virus, mm. right? Yeah, I could totally see just like an Arkham Origins, like that one on one fight with Deathstroke. Yeah, I could see a similar type of fight with that Talon. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like that was a really intense part of that game mm. where you had to fight Deathstroke. You know, believe yeah. But uh, yes, mm. Bruce throws on the Thrasher suit and starts uh. Fighting the Talons with that one. 
Um, but they go through that, man. They, they're knocking him up. So down the line where they're just tearing away at that suit. Oh, he activates something with the dinosaur that stomps on them. Yeah, activate, <laughs> Fido. activate Fido. Yeah, that was fun. That's <laughs> yeah. that's actually kind of smart to make that damn thing move. Um, yeah, but there's an there's also a year one nod here. Well, no, well, year one slash Batman Begins nod when all the bats come out of the cave yeah. and attack the talons, yeah. and that's what kind of like draws the talons away. And uh, <laughs> it's fun when he runs one over with the Batmobile. And he's just <laughs> all like, this yeah. art, all this art is so fucking sick. Yeah, Every this, is, uh, this is this is this uh, is primo. This is fantastic artwork, and uh, you know Batman is just thrusting it um, in the Batmobile towards uh, Lincoln March. Is it right to see what's going on? But he gets there too late because it turns out that Talon already threw a dagger through his chest. Ouch! Um, but it's kind of weird that the Talon could take a bullet and just go down. Whatever's whatever. Ammunition that guy has is a. Uh... Well, he he did reference. He said uh, it was uh, armor piercing that uh, that he got from a friend on the force or something. Mm, yeah, that's a pretty tense round. And uh, Bruce visits one of the um, one of the court of owls. Who is this woman? Does it say, or is he just she just? It's the old the raggedy bitch that uh, is in charge. Yeah. You can tell by your raggedy fucking hand, the mm. bitch. <laughs> 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 it's the, it's the yeah, same yeah. crypt keeper fucking claw that she's mm. like oh now we'll just have to wake all of them up hmm. <laughs> yeah and he has to go to Rivington he has to go to this other location just to discover that they've all committed suicide but that's what it's made to look like isn't it so someone's playing both sides yeah what are, the, what are the two rounds he's holding? I'm, did I read too fast? Oh, that's uh, those are the uh, the shells from the bullets that killed uh, Thomas and Martha. Oh that's, yeah, that's what I thought they were. But I was like, yeah. did I miss something? Because that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I assumed. They yeah, were. There's, there's a point where Alfred finally takes them back from him. You know, gets him to to stop handling them and puts them back in this little box they sit Sheesh, in. That's pretty uh, fucked up. Brutal. Yeah, he keeps some pretty twisted mementos. Then then he has an epiphany about the morgue. <clears throat> And going to this old, this Willowwood. What is this? The uh, hospital. Is it the hospital or the um? Yeah, the hospital. Mm. Oh yeah. Children's. Where, where the children's yeah, the, on this. yeah the, the the place where Lincoln grew up. Yeah. And then that's where he discovers Lincoln. And that he was behind this, and that he has this new high tech, talent suit. You know, he's pretty much telling him that. He was the abandoned son of Thomas and Martha Wayne. That's why she always visited this hospital. And, you know, obviously Bruce didn't believe it, but part of part of him is definitely wondering if that's true or not. I think that's kind of a cool, fun thing for Batman mythology, yeah, you know? For sure. The guy got a, a, you know, the Talia tricked him into having a son, and now he's got this hidden brother and just all these other fucking... And and also like this is the part where you kind of find out that at least you know Batman's figured out that Lincoln has kind of gone rogue because he's poisoned the rest of the higher elites of the Talon to make Batman think that they're all dead. Yeah, but it was all his doing. You know, like he's kind of gone rogue, so he he can do whatever he needs to do to get closer to Bruce to kind of reveal this this news to him that you know 
he's his brother. Yeah. Yeah, and they have this um, aerial fight. Which, uh... and you kind of you kind of think that from the beginning because they look so similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like the way that they drew him in the beginning. They look so similar, but Lincoln was kind of a little higher in perspective than him, or taller than him, or like kind of like an alpha male because of just and the then, fact that he's uh, just a little taller than him. Lincoln says, "I'm Thomas Wayne Jr." Which I think there was which... a Thomas Wayne Jr. at some point on Earth too. You know, mm. years ago in the '60s yeah. or '70s or something. Mm. But this is the first time in like modern continuity they bring up that name. Hmm. Yeah, and they're both going at it. And then the building there in collapses. They're in one of the, the new towers that I believe was going up. And I don't think there was any trace of Lincoln March while, while Bats escaped. So he's still out there. And uh, Bruce is just explaining to Dick about all of that and the maze. And how it remains a mystery as to whether or not Lincoln March is, in fact, the brother of Bruce Wayne. Looking over the city, and Bruce pretty much says, if they come back, I'll be watching always. So I think Scott Snyder actually stuck a landing with this one as well. Like, I think it actually wrapped up pretty well, even though it's kind of open-ended. Because we don't know what happened to Lincoln March. I know he did get his own series. Shortly after this. And uh, he did come back in, um, was it the first Eternal mm. that he oh, uh, yeah, turned yeah. out to be the big player in? Yeah, I forgot about was it. Was it Lincoln March Talon that, that was the, uh, was the uh, spinoff or was it a different No, no that, that was uh, Calvin Rose. Calvin Rose. Mm. That was a cool book for like the yeah. couple issues that it lasted for. Oh, oh the actual Talon? Yeah. yeah, it kind of felt like uh, kind of felt a little bit like um, Uncharted. You ever play that game? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I know about it. Yeah, it felt similar. It was cool. Like it had like, yeah, he was like this. Yeah, it was it was a dope little book. Mm-hmm. I, up until yeah. up until Snyder finished writing, I don't know who took over. Yeah, and um, and that was and that was drawn by Guillaume March. Oh no and, shit! Yeah, and I think it was. Uh, did Snyder and Tynan, Tynan write it, or was it just Scott? From what I, I remember, Snyder started it, and maybe Tynan yeah. took it over. Yeah, I feel like he just like finished it. Yeah, <clears throat> but, yeah, that was a good series. You know, it's like they kind of explain how the next talent that came up had to kill the other talent, right? So yeah, and uh, yeah, and where you had the that thing where you know. Calvin was trying to eliminate the uh, the Court of Owls, and they had that. He had that uh, sort of backstory thing that he was sort of like a, an escape artist or something like that, and so he always, you know, got out of whatever they put him into, it's like sort of like a, a scot free kind of thing. Yeah, scot free. <clears throat> God, man, this makes me like. Makes me man, you know, might need more new fifty two now. Well, here's the thing, like. <laughs> This think about all the other books that were coming out. This sits so much ahead of everything else at that time. This this is the best thing Scott and Greg ever done. Is the core. I, I gotta. I probably have to agree. Like I, like don't get me wrong. You know they're both awesome, and Capullo obviously uh, does great work. But this just felt like like a, it just feels like a masterpiece. Yeah, it's the best thing yeah. Scott's ever written as far as Batman's concerned. 
He hasn't topped quarter vowels yet. Not for me anyway. I don't know. I don't know how can you, to be honest. Like it's especially just, yeah. when it's, so, it's original. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 a it's completely original. And it's it's, its, its own. It sticks to Gotham. It's not it's not overreaching. No multiverse, crazy, fantastical no, shit. No, no uh, space. No fucking bad family <laughs> shit. You know, it's just straight no time up time travel. Yeah, it's just Batman for once and. That's why it's the best thing Scott's ever written for Batman, I think. You know, I, just... if, you, if you think about it, maybe that's why he had to kind of go in those directions. Because he recognized that, fuck, like, I fucking made the best Gotham Bat book. Now, like, I can't... I mean, everything I, anything I do, if I keep it in Gotham, it's, everyone's going to compare it to that. So I got to, like, go someplace else with it now. Mm, yeah. But, you know, it's... um. So I'll say, I'll say this is the best Batman stuff he's done. But you guys, you know what we need to cover is his Justice League run. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, his Justice League shit is fucking awesome. Mm. Like, and he yeah. wasn't like, he wasn't even trying. Because <laughs> he was doing Justice League in between metal and what else was he writing? He was doing metal and he was doing something else. And Justice League was just kind of there. Hmm. So, yeah. And And also, I think the most important thing too is like, DC gave him that liberty to fill in the blanks on a origin of Gotham that yeah. no one's ever really done. Until now, until obviously like Stronger Murphy has kind of revisited that, but but kind of uh Made, Scott's yeah. kinda like Scott's kinda put the flag on the moon. Right. And he put that history to Gotham and everyone's like, Oh my god, it makes sense. And now, yeah. you know, it's this story is going to hold for the next 20, 30 years and still look, you know, still keep its like integrity and its taste because it's really a foundation for, for something that was missing for so long. Yeah. I think, uh, you really, you, you could really tell the, uh, the status that this reached when, uh, the Lego set of the Thrasher suit and the talons came out mm -hmm. and we were like, well, there it is. Holy fuck. They got a fucking Thrasher suit, Batman <laughs> Lego set. With, and, with and three talons. And the figures uh, that they put out, too. Oh, like the regular right. six-inch figures. We had the Thrasher suit oversize and the, the talon. Right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talon, talon was good. I mm. army built some of those talons, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like foot soldiers, you know? It's like, yeah. It you came with the, so many of them. It came with the mask, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Court of Owls mask. Yeah. yeah, I remember people taking those to cons and like getting them signed and then cosplaying. Oh, and the shit. big mask, yeah, that came with the uh, the trade paperback. I th I thought we were talking about the, the little the talent figure the talent came with. Yeah, oh, came fuck. with the little yeah. figure That's size right, mask. Yeah. That was you got to wear the mask. <laughs> Give him a mask. Hey, this this one's legit. The the talent mask is legit because there's no opening. Oh shit! With the the one that came with the trade paperback and it's hard plastic, so. You, Fucking shit goes back can in your wear face. That during the pandemic. Yeah, the, the only yep. thing uh, <laughs> I did with mine, I wore it once for a Halloween party, and I uh, I bought two pairs of cheap sunglasses and popped the lenses out. Oh, and put nice. two lenses in each eye to really black it out. Mm. Yeah, that's it's, a creepy it's, ass. It's, uh, it's very thin. The one that you know mm. the mask comes with the trade. Yeah, it's, it's a thin mask. But where the mask? I, I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, different print runs of it, you know, if they started to put out flimsier masks in later uh, uh, later runs well, of it. All the other masks were gimmicky, and I, don't know, I wasn't feeling like they did box sets for Harley, 
Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The Joker was sick, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Joker yeah. mask. Wasn't that rubber? Yeah, or everybody, like... everybody remembers that uh, video of uh, yes. Tom scaring his wife. Oh, I forgot to post with it. the mask on. I forgot. I used, I used to post that every Halloween. I forgot this past Halloween. I'll make sure this year though. Dude, um, that you should just you should wear that a, mask when you go grocery shopping now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, but it's got an opening in the mouth. You can't wear that oh, one. Shit. Oh shit! No, just no and void. Put put some yeah. put some electrical tape over it. Right. Yeah, I'll put a hospital mask under it and then wear that one. Watch everyone. Then everyone will for sure keep fucking six feet away. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, just put like a coffee filter, you know, yeah. inside of it. You'll be fine. On the mask. <laughs> but uh, man, I don't know where we go from here. What um? So sorry, Tom. What do you give it out of five? Oh man, I well. Let's uh let's do this rating scale out of uh let's see here. Let's say out of uh, double doubles. Mm-hmm. Out of five double doubles. I mean it's got everything. It's got it's got Gotham, it's got uh Batman, it's got Alfred, it's got fuck. The art's amazing. Um the writing's on point. Shit. I have to say four point nine, man. It's just Woo! shy and perfect. Mm-hmm. I, the only reason I'm not giving it a five is because you got to leave a perfect score to your number one graphic novel of all time, and that's got to have a top spot. But this is probably got to be top three for me. Mm. What about you, Teases, out of uh, five? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to Tom. I'm saying like 4.8. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's not a lot of things that I don't like about it. Um, like I told Grumps today, I was like, I think they were a little vague, you know, when um, when March kind of died or disappeared. I felt like it kind of just happened and they just moved on with the story. So that's the that's my only gripe with it, to be honest. But um, overall, which I is, think yeah, which is on purpose, right? I mean, yeah, they that's on purpose course, to bring them back. Of course, but. of course, that's in classic <clears throat> Scott's style. He wants to leave things open. For another opportunity to tell, like story. when we had, uh, like when we had Gentleman Ghost on the, uh, you know, on the back of that train, and then never came back. <laughs> it was just, just <laughs> that one no fucking panel. panel. <laughs> I know, just that God, one panel. Man. Just the one panel, and fuck. <laughs> he, he always does that. But um, he's crazy. yeah. I forgot what um, <laughs> I forgot what story arc it was. I think it was the Batman who laughs where. The Batman who laughs who visits the Court of Owls and they don't want to do business and he does something. That's it. It was like totally unnecessary. Even though it was cool to see them together, it was like he just wanted you, to wrap it in, fold it in. Yeah, you can't, you can't just sneak them in without doing more with them, man. But. That's the tough thing though, is because there's such a in this story at least, there's such an epic and like powerful group that no matter how you try to put them in anywhere else, it's kind of gonna be a little bit cheesy because. It's like, um, yeah, it's like putting Godzilla in a chair. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, Godzilla's a fucking beast and a monster. You can't put him sitting down in a chair. That looks weird. So, yeah. 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 But, um, that's why it's like, this is like, you can't, where do you go? Like, you can't, you can't just put the, the Court of Owls back in any old book. Like, you get, they got to be as powerful and as influential. Or, But basically, though, Batman pretty much fucks him up in this one, though. Mm. So they're kind of like, uh, I guess you could say, like, they're there, but they're like uh, fractured, I guess. Mm. And and keep in mind that it's just the Gotham chapter of the, <gasps> that that you took on here. 
I want, I want to see I want to see some Corvallis like uh, fucking with. Uh, do they ever talk about that, or are they mixing with Rachel Ghoul? Like Rachel Ghoul has run-ins with him. He's got to. He's well, got like to the, have some. Uh, the League of Shadows or some I, shit. I, 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 thought, yeah. I thought you were going to get into like international court of owls, like French ones, you know, wearing berets. And... They, they oh, tried God. to do the international shit. I wasn't feeling it. I was like, was that no. Batman Inc.? Yeah. No, I forgot well, was... where they Was it Eternal? They, or Corvallis were international? I was like, nah, you got to keep them. Oh, Gotham. fuck. You know, you know what I just realized yeah. right now? So this uh, Batman, so, so the new 52 Batman run, it kind of wedged itself in between Morrison completing his Batman story. So it's almost like uh, what they did with, um, uh, what's his name? Not not that they did it the same reason, but you know how like uh, Tom King was in the middle of his Batman run? And then they're like, all right, well, he's not going to finish it here. He's going to finish it in Batman and Catwoman. So he kind of had to like put a little button in it, and then he's going to continue it on later. Like, think about that. Like, fucking... Uh, Grant Morrison is still writing his Batman story as as uh, Kapoor and Snyder are doing this Batman story mm. at the same time. That's crazy. Mm. And I remember um, that was uh, a big deal was because I don't know about you guys, but I remember uh, not knowing what the fuck was going on with Grant Morrison's Batman um, because <laughs> the first time I tried to read a Grant Morrison Batman was I think uh, I think it was R.I.P. Batman R.I.P. And if you don't really have a foothold on like some of the stuff before, you're kind of like, what the fuck is, you know, like the art's amazing, but what the fuck? I, I feel like that the first time I read anything Grant Morrison, though. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to read this a couple more times and then right. just act like I always knew what was going on. Do you want to read them comics before that? I was, re- I was reading, uh, not Batman, so like, um, and especially not Grant Morrison. So Grant Morrison kept me from reading Batman comics because I was reading like, 90 Superman, all the 90 Superman stuff, all the uh, what else? Was Shit. It? Uh, fucking, I, I feel like who didn't read 90 Superman, right? That was like um, 90 Superman for sure, Spider Man for sure. But then I remember, uh, oh, that's right, picking up like when was it that he dies? Was it an RIP at the end of RIP? Yeah, yeah, uh, supposedly dies. And final crisis. In final the explosion. Crisis. Okay, well, the, but in the explosion too, an RIP. Isn't there an explosion? Like yeah, on a boat or some shit or a plane? Helicopter explosion. It might have been Final Crisis, but I remember specifically picking up the trade and reading it and being like, the motherfucker dies. And then that was also uh, because I was reading the first Spider-Man comic I ever picked up. Um, uh, what's his name? Dies, and Ben Riley takes over. And then the first Superman issue that I bought was uh, The Death of Superman. So every like first significant... Yeah. like picking up of a story everyone's always dying so i'm like i'm not gonna do this anymore <laughs> damn what about you grumps uh, out of five lysol sprays how many of you <laughs> i don't want to answer <laughs> i don't want to answer it was good, it was good. <laughs> yeah it's all right you can be honest <laughs> snyder's not your forte no, I, I can't be honest <laughs> i could be a lot of things except that uh, no, no, three, three and a half. Damn. Well, what, what did like you like about it? Uh, uh, Snyder I mean, keeps it was, his. He keeps his. He keeps one foot in the past. He doesn't like that. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, it's verbose. It's you know, there's just some. I don't know. I've. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I've been reading comics a long. Batman comics a long time. It's just. 
Uh, at first, I was like, oh, man, how the fuck doesn't Batman know about this? Like, he's, <laughs> it was just like, all right. Then I was like, all right, this is a good concept. Uh, not a huge fan of Capullo's whatever faces. Uh, you know, they're kind of wonky to me. But, uh, I mean, it's aged well. You know, I, I, <coughs> like you guys said, it's probably the best thing that they've done. Mm. Yeah, kind of wish they didn't do anything else, but uh, <laughs> he's he's Lysoling that out right now. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good. It, you know, you can't, you can't like as a concept that the owls and the predators are bats and oh shit, and then they're in the city, like you know the Illuminati thing. Like uh, the more you think about it, it's, you know, pretty cool. But then uh, the the Thomas Wayne, I mean, you, you know, like in, in issue one, right? Like you. you you kind of know this is going to happen, don't you? I mean, by the time you get to issue 10, it's not making much of not a surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't think, anyway. And then they had just, with the Morrison shit, they had just brought his father back. Or is Dr. Hurd his father? It was, you know, kind of similar. Oh, no, yeah, it's hey, true. you've got a brother. Is, is it your brother? Is it not? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't I just read this? But, I mean... It was good. So, the art is the art is beautiful. I just didn't like the faces and and the story is you know he kind of kind of drones on and on at times. But you know, yeah, I definitely see that perspective. What I wanted to add to my rating before and and to direct it towards Grumps, what did you think about the whole Alfred backstory with his father? Like, I felt like that was a nice little add-in. Like, it didn't bother me, and I like to see that little perspective of him, of Jarvis. Like, did was you... that... That was in the backup issues, I right? Like, yeah. I kind of I yeah. feel like keep it simple. Like, the more you start adding to the to the, the origin story, the crazier it gets. Like, do you really yeah, need I mean... to go back to Alfred's father and then Alfred's grandfather and then his great-grandfather? I yeah, mean, could, I, I think I think their point was too is like they like wanted it, it was kind of like a little love letter to Alfred, but it was like his father was warning him about the Court of Owls that this shit existed way before Alfred's time. And um everyone knew about it. Even Thomas kinda had a little withering of it, but the father, Jarvis, was really he was affected by it obviously because he was killed by one of the talents, but yeah, you know he he wrote that letter to him saying don't do it, even though you know I love Bruce so much and hopefully um, it reverberates back to you like hopefully the love that I give to Bruce he gives it back to you and that's how you kind of continue our name. But I, I found that as like a really, really cool backstory. I'm um, the only one that thought like in the first issue the fucking oh Gotham is got I'm like oh my god bro I get it I get it <laughs> I get it. Jesus Christ if you fucking stop Gotham is two face Gotham is two face because he's two sided oh all right already but that's you know whatever <laughs> I don't know it was good bro. I, it was fucking yeah, the no. concept is amazing I mean it is uh, it's uh, different I didn't know before I read this shit I didn't know owls were predators of bats. <laughs> no fucking, what, who the fuck knows that? You know, teaches you uh, something. Yeah, and watches the Nature Channel or whatever. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. surprised. Honestly, Lincoln March hasn't come back. You know, I mm. I didn't even remember. Like Robin said, if he was in a Eternal, but like I I thought we were gonna see this character again in a bigger role. <clears throat> and uh, mm. somebody will probably revisit that. Mm. Do Do you like how um, Capullo drew 
Alfred? Like, I felt like... I don't like the faces, bro. The eyes, the okay. you know, raised eyebrows, the exaggerated whatever. But, mm. I mean, you know, the cities are beautiful. The colors are beautiful. The, the strong it's, draw lines. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... You know, uh, he, know. His, his landscape is... Like you said, his landscape is beautiful. His, um... You know, his, I don't think I work. think somebody said something. I forget who it was, but I don't think Capullo was on the map in the way that he was until this book. I mean, I think he was obviously a star, but not a superstar. Mm-hmm. But, sure. Yeah, like his, his sketches of the Batcave are really it really takes you there. You know, his perspectives are really different. You know, that these aerial views are something that you really don't see as much. At least at that time, you didn't. Like you see it a little more now, but. I feel like yeah. he called out a lot of uh, little details that you really have to kind of zoom in and check it out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Robin? What do you give it out of five? <clears throat> uh, well, I'm calling an audible. I already had my uh, my rating prepared earlier in the day, uh, <laughs> so I'm doing it out of 10. Uh, I, I was giving it a, a 9 out of 10. Uh, I haven't read this series proper since back when it came out. And uh, I was really surprised at uh, at how much I enjoyed it, having uh, having not read it for so long. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it a. Uh-oh, uh, they're coming for you. <laughs> give it a four point eight out of ten. Think, out of ten. Damn. I mean, four point eight out of ten. I mean, out of five. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a grumpy. <laughs> The c- c- number of confirmed votes versus actual <laughs> votes or stuff. But, uh, no, yeah, 4.8 out of 5. I mean, I'll, um, the Lincoln March open-ended thing was kind of, like, the only thing that... It flow. It's pretty linear. It flows, um... It was a little wordy in the end with Lincoln. Now that I think about it, like, just... Uh, you know, it was just, yeah, while well, they were fighting in the air. But at least it was a good one-on-one kind of climactic scene um but i love it because it's just straight up got them no clutter no bat family clutter no multiverse space clutter just batman investigating the underground of gotham and 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 how many people did did this story bring into comics right that's, oh, that's a great thing. Huge. Yeah, yeah, this was a this was a game changer. This this brought so <coughs> many people back into comic books that it was just yeah. nuts. Like I, I remember uh, citing that specifically the first time Scott was ever on the show. Um, I, I delved into how many people got into reading specifically Batman comics for the first time because this was the first time that the book had ever had ever been rebooted. There was a Batman number one for the first time since 1940. So uh, for years, how many people were like, oh, fuck, it's on issue 700 something? No, I, I can't read that. How much have I already missed? Uh, so a book starting over at number one for the first time ever, you know, and so many people like that there's a whole generation of readers that Snyder and Capullo were, were there first. Mm, yeah, it's true. That's a good point. That is a very good point. Some people out there that are going to one day say this was their first book when so much time has passed. This book is creeping up on 
And then a year, it'll be a decade old already. Which yeah. is kind of yeah. crazy. Almost, yeah. That's kind of crazy, actually. Um, yeah. It was and, and this book came out, started when the Arkham City game came out. 2011, mm-hmm. I believe. Full. So, that was a hell of a year uh, yeah. for that, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, that was a hell. That was of a September twenty eleven, I think. Yeah, so that was a good time. Shit. Um, it, it's crazy how much time has passed to think about. Like, we were reviewing issues of this run as they were coming out, and now fast forward to now, we're we, you know, that run has already ended, made up, you know, went up to fifty two issues, and now we're at almost a hundred issues in of the run following it. Right. Oh There's shit! Been a lot of fucking books <laughs> because of the double shift. Though. Yeah, mean. but still, it's just a lot of content. Yeah. Damn, that is a lot of content. But yeah, so yeah, folks, if, if you like Batman comics and have not read Court the Court of Owls yet, you're crazy man, <laughs> go pick, <laughs> go pick that shit up or buy, get it digitally because. Your local comic shop might not be open right now, but uh, definitely. Now is definitely the time to just catch up on things like this, you know? Yeah. Kind of revisit. Kind of just remind you of all all this great stuff that's been done, you know? That whole, just celebrate the whole Snyder Snyder Capullo run. You know, we've, Mm. we've seen a couple of iterations of it recently, but I don't think it touches anywhere close to Court of Owls, to be honest, so. Yeah, does anybody here feel that the Court of Owls is not Greg and Scott's best work ever? Mm, it's hard hard to say that it isn't. Yeah, no, I, it def, it definitely is the best for me. I, I just, nothing tops this. It's and just... and I do want to point out, uh, anyone who hasn't read this story, don't just listen to us talk about it and just you know, call that good enough. Uh, we talk fucking forever, so we had to skip by a lot of it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I noticed how fast we were skipping through pages. Like, we'll, we'll do uh, a review of a four-issue story and talk for two hours about it. So we had to skip through a lot of this. We were like, skip ahead, skip ahead. So we passed by a lot of stuff. So if you haven't read it, you, you're missing a lot of the story. Mm. Yeah, we, we covered 11 to 12 issues, you know? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so So yeah, like I said Court of Owls Best work by Greg and Scott As far as we're concerned So definitely definitely read that Get it digitally Stay safe, wear a mask And I will see (laughs) you next (laughs) Take the test and wear a (laughs) mask Take the test, guys Stay six feet I don't understand What's wrong? Just put on the mask Do the right thing Maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bad Forest Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and uh, YouTube. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bad Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.